It's safe to say 2020 was one of the most difficult years ever for so many. That's why I'm here to ask you, how can I help? My name is Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, host of the new weekly podcast, How Can I Help? with Dr. Gail Saltz, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Join me every Friday where you can ask your most pressing questions and I will answer with specific advice and understanding. Listen to How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, this is Mark Malkin, and I am so excited to be here. This is Variety and iHeartRadio's new film podcast, The Big Ticket. Every Thursday, I'm bringing you Hollywood's hottest stars talking about their new movies, the business, and so much more. And one of the most exciting parts of this launch is we're starting with not one, not two, but three episodes with the very large cast of Avengers Endgame. First up, talking to Scarlett Johansson about Black Widow. Plus, will she ever run for public office? As we know, she's a big social activist, so will we be saying one day, ScarJo for president? And then later, Brie Larson talking about the huge success of Captain Marvel. Plus, she weighs in on the possibility of an LGBTQ superhero fronting a Marvel movie. So stick around. This is The Big Ticket with Mark Malkin. Coming up, Scarlett Johansson. Endgame. What can't you tell me? Um, everything. <laughs> I mean, my hope is I haven't seen the film either, but I hope that this is a cathartic experience for the audience. And I hope that it has a bittersweet, satisfying feeling for people. You know, that's what I love to take away when I watch a movie is that sort of, you know, kind of an ennui, sort <laughs> of, you know, a little longing, um, not totally wrapped up in a bow. Right. Do you um, think it should have an intermission? It's a long one. Do I think it should have an intermission? Yeah. I don't think so. I feel like people can handle three hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what the running time of Infinity War was. It must have been somewhere around-ish, the three-hour mark. Mm-hmm. And I found it to be just, like, riveting. Yeah, I rewatched um, it last night, and it goes like that. Yeah, it goes by nope, really fast. I think, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, But I think it's okay. I, I have faith people can handle it. Yeah. Bring some almonds, okay? <laughs> it's a Black Widow movie. We're finally going to see one. Yeah, I guess. I am not able to say a thing. Earlier today, Kevin was like, we haven't announced anything. I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Why um, haven't we seen one sooner? I think everything happens when it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. All I'll say is that I have a. I think I have a greater understanding of the character now than I ever possibly could have had before. And I think that uh, whatever... You know, iteration you see of this character, may or may not see of this character in the future, will will be the better because of it. I did a panel discussion with Chris Marcus and Steve McFeely, and they said the hardest character to write for is Black Widow. Really? (laughs) Why? Because she doesn't say much. Because she's very, you know, very stoic. Yeah, she is stoic, I I guess. You know, I think she's a cerebral person and uh, she takes action and she's very pragmatic and she's a, yeah, she's a thinker. You know, I think she chooses her words carefully and, um, yeah, that's the type of person she is. What's going on with her and the Hulk? 
that little flirtation that oh, went yeah. on in Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, I think these characters, um, <laughs> they have a history, obviously. I think in some alternate universe, maybe a future. But, uh, you know, this character, I think, has a understanding of her ultimate destiny as a superhero mm. and that there is a gr- kind of greater cause. And she chooses that in mm. um, in Avengers 2. She chooses to, they both, they both do. And even though there's perhaps some longing or, you know, I think she realizes, and it's it's certainly heartbreaking, but there's, a, again, I use the word bittersweet, but there's a bittersweetness to it. I think she realizes that perhaps the life, the other alter, alternate life is just not in the cards for her this time around. Wouldn't it be scary to get intimate with Bruce Banner? Um, <laughs> in what way do you mean? <laughs> you know, if things aren't going right, all of a sudden it turns into the Hulk in the Yeah, middle. I mean, I think that's what he's terrified of. <laughs> you know, he's terrified of that. But as she says, she, you know, she's like... Black Widow can handle yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, I understand, you know, I'm not afraid of you. And also, she herself feels unhinged at times and she's also afraid of her capability um, I think in a way and grapples with that and continues to grapple with that that's kind of a running theme for her so Captain Marvel Black Panther diversity is winning it works did you ever think there'd be a time where we were talking about diversity me too time's up all of that's going on in Hollywood where what five years ago we weren't talking about any of this you know I think I always imagined that we are a progressive society and that, you know, obviously like long-lasting change takes time and it's a, you know, there's, we sort of ebb and flow, we go back and then we go forward and then we go back a few steps and we go forward, you know, but I like to think of our society as a progressive one and um, I certainly feel very excited to be experiencing all of this now mm-hmm. I and mean, it's, it's, it's pretty powerful. Who are, you, profound. who are you thinking about for 2020? Because you were for Hillary last time. Um, it's funny. I was just talking to Don about that. I don't know necessarily that there's a clear candidate in my mind quite yet, although now is certainly the time to back someone. I think I have to do a little soul searching, but mm. uh, you know, I think the Democratic Party is broken in a lot of ways and just damaged from these past several years. Um, for me, if there was one candidate that I felt that we could all unite behind, um, certainly like that would be the, the candidate that I would back. Do you but see that candidate yet? I think they're there. They're out there, uh, certainly. I mean, it's been a strange few weeks, but uh, I think it was clear and then it right. became sort of unclear. Do you think Biden, do you think he has a shot after everything that's happened with him? Um, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. President Obama just made some statements saying how the more left side of the Democratic Party, sometimes they're, they're too purist and it's turning into a circular uh, firing squad. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I do think that's true. How do we get out of that? It's hard. I don't know. It seems like a fundamental problem. It's mm-hmm. really... It's hard with a two-party system. It really is. I mean, until we embrace some other way, I think we're going to continue to have this this crisis. And, you know, it'll get better and worse. But, um, you know, again, it's, I think it's a fundamental problem with a two-party system. Have you ever thought about running? No, I don't. Not really. Because um, you're passionate and you... You know your stuff. Yeah, I don't, I just, I, I don't know, maybe sometime in the future. I think the greatest way to affect change is, you know, in local politics and maybe at some point in the 
distant future, I will feel that calling, but I just haven't. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can be my campaign manager. <laughs> I don't know what I'm running for yet. But <laughs> um, when do you want to start directing some features? I would like to direct. Of course, I would like to direct. I've, I've, it's like after a certain amount of years, you sort of... Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm behind the ball now to, to, to find something. I, I guess I just haven't found that project yet that has captured my attention and to take the time to dedicate to directing. But it, it'll show itself. I'll find it. I'll dig it out. I started a production company called These Pictures a couple of years ago. And so right now I'm working on producing um, stuff for myself, stuff for other or actors and directors. And uh, that's kind of my main focus. Fun questions. How well do you know your Avengers co-star? Has okay. Robert Downey Jr. won an Oscar? If so, for what movie? Uh, no, he is not. Wow, you knew that quick. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds us every day. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, was he on Australia's Dancing yes, with the Stars? Yes, he was. Austra- oh. <laughs> he was. I, was, I know, because I've definitely rewatched that footage many times. Sent it to a bunch of folks. Yeah. And which Avenger was a stripper before... Uh, I'm going to say Renner. Who <laughs> keeps saying Renner? Why is Renner the stripper? Because he's, he's got like a really good like sort of squat lunge that he does. And I feel like that would work on stage with like no pants. <laughs> I don't know. Who was it? Chris Pratt. Oh, really? Yep. When he huh. was in Hawaii. He my, said he wasn't oh very my. successful though. Uh-huh. Does he not have a good, what was it, a lunge squat? What did you call it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> lunge squat, something like that. Yeah, he was? He said it. My, oh my. I thought he was real vanilla, but I guess not. Got a little stripper a little in spice us. in there. Got a little, no, we don't all have a little stripper in us. I certainly don't. I don't. <laughs> you don't either? <laughs> was that one? Never there was mind. that one time. We're going to stop now. Thank you very much. Thanks. That was Scarlett Johansson. Now we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I've got Brie Larson. Ever thought you'd make a great switchboard operator or seltzer man or professional royal mistress? If old-timey jobs are your jam, we've got a podcast just for you. I'm Helen Hong. And I'm Matt Beat, and we host the new podcast, Jobsolete, taking a look at jobs that used to be a thing and now not so much. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find Jobsolete on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin, and now I've got Brie Larson, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. We're talking about the crazy super success of that blockbuster, plus so much more. How are you? Good. Yeah, so tell me everything about Endgame. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next question. So you haven't seen it. Mm-mm. Do they purposely not show it to you guys? I think for this one, it probably just makes it easier uh, if we don't know. And I have to say, because we started press yesterday, it was just such a nice vibe because mm-hmm. no one's trying to not say something. We all just don't really know what happens at all. So it feels more relaxed than, say, for like the Captain Marvel press tour where I knew everything and then still had to be very measured with my <laughs> words. <laughs> so how nervous are you about slipping up when you're doing um, Captain Marvel? I, 
pretty nervous. I mean, that yeah. was the thing I was the most excited about, I think, with the movie coming out, was just that then it was out in the <laughs> open and I didn't have to worry about spoiling major things. It's hard to talk about it when you have to talk around something. Right. So Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do it again? The Am pressure. I doing it oh, for this movie? <laughs> just another Oops. Captain Marvel movie? Like I don't know. I mean, how, been, ma- how much money did it make? It. A gazillion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we broke some records. It was good. What does that feel like? Um, I'm happy to be on the forefront of the normalization of this type of content and to prove once again that um, representation matters. Uh, the female experience matters. Diverse storytelling matters. The female experience matters. Um, and these are markers. This is kind of in our society some of the ways that it takes in order to prove that point. So it's something I've always known and I think a lot of people always knew, but this is just normalizing. What does it feel like to have little girls say to you, thank you? Um, That does make me, has made me emotional and surprisingly emotional. I think also because movies aren't, it's not like a concert, it's not theater. So you're not having a ton of interaction with the thing that we're making all the time. So usually it's quite separate. You know, I make the thing a year or two before it comes out and then people are in the theater having their own experience. And I usually don't know. It's not until Room came out that I got social media. And that is also a way that you can connect with people and see what people are responding to. But of course, like person to person interaction is is really valuable. And it reminds me of what I didn't have growing up. I don't Mm -hmm. think we think about that all the time as kids. I think we accept what we have. But to see this new generation of of boys and girls or kids who don't identify as either being able to see this on screen and to not know anything different is really Mm -hmm. exciting. What do you know about Captain Marvel before you got involved? Mm, I didn't. I mean, once Marvel kind of softly pitched the idea to me and said they wanted me to come in, I did my own research on it and kind of looked at the the history of the character. But more than anything, the work began once I sat down and talked with them about it because there's been a lot of iterations of this character and I wanted to see what pathway they were going to take with it. What was their reason for making the story? And who did they want this Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel to be? And once I understood that and on top of it understood that they really were hiring me to be the expert on this, Mm -hmm. that I was going to be able to take all the source material and run with it and create something in regards to representation that I felt like was missing, Mm. um, then it felt like a right right match. And how important was it that there wasn't a love interest? I think it's super important. But I think it's important really just to give another option. It's not Mm -hmm. to say that... To be in love or to have a love interest is like gross or unnatural in any way. (laughs) It's just to say we've had it this way for so long. And I think especially when you're dealing with um, bigger movies where there's a bigger risk involved, Mm. we tend to take the safer route. And so to have a company like Marvel be at the forefront of kind of changing these structures of story and the norms is really, really important. Because I I don't think a lot of people realize like how much that's a legacy of Stan Lee. Mm. That he was for diversity. He mm-hmm. was not for just, you know, churning out cop, uh, product just for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually had the opportunity to to meet him when he did the, um, the cameo in the movie. And so I felt really lucky to have just gotten one interaction, you know, just you a couple hours him? with him. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> I think that there was just a lot of handshaking and a lot of thank yous and um, – and we were trying to to get his piece in it. So it was more of like 
working and and then a lot of just like thank you so much in between you know <laughs> stanley mm -hmm. he's gonna be messed a legend yeah he, he is, really is a legend um let's talk about lgbtq representation in the sure. marvel world because um at the captain marvel premiere i spoke to victoria alonzo and mm -hmm. she said the world is ready oh she said that to, that's yes, great we're going to see an lgbtq superhero great did you ever think we'd be saying that? I mean, listen, as a gay guy, like, I never, in sort of my wildest dreams, ever thought that there would be a gay superhero. But that breaks my heart to hear that because there's no reason. Right. It's it's taken us too long to be able to say these words out loud, and um, we're all just people. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't understand how you could think that a certain type of person isn't allowed to be a superhero. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, it's like we gotta we gotta move faster. But I'm always wanting to move faster with this stuff. I feel like well, you've we been are so ready. outspoken and like you've not held back, and you're like, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. Who empowers you? So many people. I mean, from even from a distance standpoint, the other women, the other groups of minorities, whether it's people of color, people with disabilities, LGBTQ. Um, all of these people that are standing at the forefront of speaking out about what they believe and when I see them do it, when I see people living their truth and speaking honestly, it gives me strength right. and and that's how we continue to build on this. How much do you look to, who are you going to be working with? Obviously we know you made headlines with the Oscars and Casey Affleck. Do you really take a good heart study of, hey, we want this person to work with you and you look at that person and say, you know what, that might not be the right person for me? Yeah, of course. Um, mostly, more than anything, like, the only thing I really get is the the experience of making the movie. Mm. That's the part that fills me up. The rest of it is when the movie's done, that's for everybody else. But I don't feel like I'm a participant in that. I'm just the conduit for bringing that message in a bottle to people if they want it. So it's always been really important to me that the sets that I'm on, I feel creatively safe. Mm. And that the people that I'm working with feel that way because I feel that difference. If I'm seeing crew members not being treated properly, I don't feel like I can do my job very well. Have you seen that? Of course. Yeah, I've been acting since I was seven years right. old, so I've seen a lot of things, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so when did, when did your sort of consciousness, when did you, is this something you grew up with? Is this something your family instilled in you? Or is it something that sort of developed as you experienced different things? I've always just seen things I felt like differently and always questioned things even from when I was a kid and uh, it was not always received well but I've tried to be like a normal person and I really just can't hold up the facade for very long I usually just like have a meltdown and can't do it again so <laughs> and it's also like these are there's certain promises I made myself when I decided to play Captain Marvel mm -hmm. um, and the main one was that I was going to lead with my heart that on that set I was going to lead with my heart I wasn't going to pay attention to looking at the monitor I wasn't going to deal with vanity um, I was going to get strong for myself because I wanted to feel empowered and capable um, and that I was going to use that platform for good that it wasn't enough for me to just look strong on a poster that it needed to extend further than that and um, because it's something that I believe in so strongly I'm happy to use this currency mm. And I don't know what that means. You know, I think some people are afraid and rightfully so, but I just don't feel that way because I feel like I can't at the end of the day go to sleep at night if I didn't do everything that I possibly could. When are you going to run for office? 
<laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't know if that's my vibe. I feel like the arts has always been the thing that scares politicians. And so I like to be in that position. <laughs> okay, quick thing. Quick little uh, quiz. How well do you know your Avengers castmates? Robert Downey Jr., has he ever won an Oscar? Oh, I don't think he has. He has not. Yeah. He should have, though. Yeah. I feel like he should have. I'm always surprised by people who haven't won. <laughs> um, Scarlett Johansson did a cover album. Cover mm-hmm. songs of I one do. particular artist. Who Tom has Waits. A... Wow, you're good. You're I love good. Tom Waits. Oh, dude. Yeah. So do you have the album? Do you listen I to it? I did listen to it when it came out, yeah. <laughs> and then there is Chris Hemsworth. Did he really do Dancing with the Stars? Like the American Dancing with the Stars or like an Australian version? An Australian version. I feel like that's more probable. I don't think he did. He did? Okay, I gotta watch that. <laughs> That's good. He hasn't shown you any of his dancing moves yet? <laughs> no, no. Awesome. Great, thank you. Yeah, this thank you. And that was Brie Larson. Thanks for listening to the first episode of The Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Coming up tomorrow, we're dropping another Avengers episode. Chris Hemsworth is talking about hanging up the Thor hammer. You don't want to miss it.